Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey guys, it's Ashley Ulrey with the Ashley Ulrey Show. Let's grow. Hey guys, it's Ashley Ulrey with the Ashley Ulrey Show. We want to welcome you back today and thanks for listening. I'm here with Corey McIntyre. He's the owner of Milo All Day here in Waco, an awesome restaurant. I've been there a couple of times now. I met Corey through a friend of mine um, just out having dinner one night. So, Corey, welcome to the show. Yeah, thanks for having me. So, tell us just a little bit about yourself. Ooh, well, let's see. I was born on a dark, stormy night in July. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> I'm from, I am from, from Georgia originally. Uh, moved to Waco from Nashville, okay. uh, Tennessee. And which is an incredible city. Got to learn a lot and see um, and work with a lot of chefs who are opening restaurants. And it like really inspired me to be a crazy person and open my own. Okay. Um, but yeah, so moved here from Nashville and uh, really loving Central Texas. And uh, sometimes the heat gets to me a little bit and I get a little cranky. But that's okay. Me too. You it's know, all good. It, it happens. <laughs> that's, why, that's why you have friends with pools, right? Yes. And if you don't have one, we do. Oh, Okay. I, I, I feel like that's an invite. <laughs> it's an invite. I'll, for I'll bring. Sure. I'll bring margaritas. Bring you. Bring the margaritas. Yeah. And we got the pool. I love so, it. how long have you been in Waco? Six years. Yeah, six years. Uh, yeah, moved here in December of two thousand. No, January two thousand fifteen. Okay. Yeah. Was there any specific reason Waco just stood out at you? Uh, you know, I was with someone else at the time and okay. little history. Yeah. A little history. Yeah. yeah. That's all you good. Know. But you're here. Yeah. I'm here. Yeah. And how did, how did the restaurant come about? You're a chef. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Tell us more about that. So, uh, when I moved here, I actually took a job at the Hippodrome okay. when I first moved here and, uh, they had recently opened and sort of needed some help. And I was like trying to like, I don't know, like help them build what their model was going to be. Mm-hmm. And it just ended up not we're not seeing eye to eye. You know, I wanted to do something a little more intentional and they just needed something that was like a little quicker and like okay. just a little more like standard. That's so, so being a did. chef to you is art. It's, you know, it's funny. I, I don't, I don't think that it's art personally. Okay. I just, I think that, uh, I think everyone who cares about what they're doing wants to do it well. Right. Yes. And so if you're going to do it, like, why not do it? And I like pretty things. And I always think that, I mean, the old adage of you eat with your eyes, I think is very true. And also just, there's so many good and fun colors in the world. And especially all of the amazing produce 
you get in Texas, you can really like add a lot of different uh, textures and colors to it. And I just think that's always fun. I don't, I personally don't think that it's art because I always <laughs> think of food as like the reason that I got into food is the same reason I kind of got into music. And that's really just the assembly of it. Mm-hmm. Like I like the ar- arrangement. I like the mechanics yeah. of it and not to, just think that's really fun. And yeah. like, I was always that kid that had, Legos on Legos on Legos and like buy the set, but then build something else with it, you know? And so that's like kind of how my mind works. And to me, art is more of an expression. Mm -hmm. I think there is an artistic aspect of it. Yeah. But to me, the the artistic aspect of food and with Milo in particular is nostalgia. So like Milo for me is all about nostalgia and like some of the flavors I grew up with me trying to like chase down those, those Mm -hmm. memories and like, relive that a little bit and yeah, like help. the dessert i had yeah. that night that was grandma's recipe yeah. right yeah the pound cake yeah oh my gosh and so like that pound cake is like infamous in my family and oh. there's like a couple of different stories of whose recipe is it did they actually combine it you know why don't mm-hmm. people call it uh you know jack jack's pound cake or nanny pearl's pound cake they call mm-hmm. it nl's pound cake and so and i don't i don't really know why they settled on it being nl's pound cake but okay. that's who it is but it's a family recipe it's a family recipe yep and i love that you're getting to use it so talk talk to us about the restaurant yeah. how did it come about like what happened yeah so started milo as a, a tent at the farmer's market and we were doing oh. just like little biscuit sandwiches and pickles and kimchi and jams and like we were kind of reselling some of the products i was like go, traveling to like get a different farm from different farmers and like reselling some of that stuff and then it we got the opportunity to open a food truck at the silos and 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 all, all the while, I was just kind of testing the market, testing the waters, not really meaning to open a food truck or open a tent of the farmer's market. Mm-hmm. I always wanted to open a restaurant. Like okay. that's how I wanted to like welcome people in and host them. And like it was, that was the intention. Okay. So, um, got an opportunity to open the, open the, the tr- truck at the farmer or truck at the silos when it was first opening. And so we had this farmer's market thing going on and the food truck going on at the at the silos. And that was crazy busy and like always going. And it was nuts. I don't know if you remember like when the silos first opened, it was just yeah, like bangers. I remember. Like, I didn't live here yet, but I was the crazy person playing in to see it all. <laughs> it, it was nuts, man. Like, it was nuts. And we, that, that first month yeah. we opened in October, it, like it rained more than it has even this past summer. Um, and it's rained so much. So much. <laughs> but like even in October, it was so, 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 so wet. It was like, mm. a, it was like, a, and you go over there now and it looks like Disney World, but like. Yeah, it does. It's a mom and dad Disney World. Mom oh. Disney World. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. The, the dad Disney World is at Balcones. Yeah, yeah, it is. Right down the street. It and is. Then, you know. Stumble then, over to Milo. And so then yeah. you have to go eat a Milo. Exactly. Yeah, that's a little, little one, two, three punch, you know? I love it. And uh, so through that, we were operating that. And it was so busy that it kind of made sense. I mean, it made sense to continue doing it. Like, mm-hmm. it didn't make sense not to do it. Okay. So we kept, kept you know, kept uh, operating the food truck there. And we started doing catering as well. Mm. And so the catering side of it started to pick up a decent amount. Okay. And through that, I also wanted to express this finer dining thing that's inside of me that I had learned a lot in Nashville to do mm-hmm. and um, sort of hosting these uh, farm to table dinners. And they were, uh, I mean, this is 2015, 2016. And through, th- through those, you know, Milo had this like biscuit kind of casual concept going over here. And then it also had this kind of uh, like 
fine dining experiential thing mm-hmm. over here. And so at one time we were going to do two different restaurants. We we're going to do Milo mm-hmm. as a fast casual concept. It was just going to be breakfast and brunch. Okay. Then we we're going to do a thing called gumption. That was going to be a dinner place that was going to be more of like, you know, what we are at dinner, but yeah. totally different settings, like mm-hmm. two, two different buildings, two different things. And, uh, and that, that kind of, those kind of ideas, those ideas developed over, over a period of about two years. And then um, my dad passed away uh, suddenly and it just kind of like my desire to do it went away for a little yeah. bit. And I just didn't really feel like I had it in me to do it anymore. And uh, over the period of a, y- a year of him uh, after he had passed away, like, you know, I started kind of being a little more jazzed about the idea okay. a little more excited about it and um started working on milo as a joint concept of this like idea of we could be a breakfast and brunch place and elevate that experience and mm-hmm. be a dinner place and not go too far like and and i love 135 prime and diamondbacks but you know they're a little higher than we are in the fine dining mm-hmm. realm and in, in, in waco and so I wanted to do something that was kind of right there in the middle, like where Moroso s- yeah. sits at, you know, mm-hmm. and that like 15 to $25, like you can totally like get a really good experience for that yeah. for an entree. And so, yeah, we started working on the restaurant like that. And uh, we found this really wonderful building Got to w- work with some of the guys used to own, that still own Balcones. They bought this building and really want to work with us, to, like be across the street. They mm-hmm. bent over backwards for us to like build that beautiful restaurant that we have. And um, it. isn't it so pretty? It is so pretty. It's funny, like if you're standing on like the side of the kitchen and looking out, like I f- I always see like the glaring like problems with it. But the other day, mm. I went out and sat at a table with some people and like looking around, it's like, oh man, this is this is a pretty cool. Yeah, spot, I was you know? there last Friday for lunch and I loved it. So when I I met a new client and that's where we chose to meet was at the cool. restaurant and. Uh, She's like, you know, I've only been here a few times. I really like it. So I've only been here one other time, and that was with my dentist and his wife. You know, I said, but I just loved the atmosphere. Mm-hmm. And I just loved that it was so, like you said, it was, it, it was a very classy restaurant, but very simple at the same time. Yeah, It appeals to so many people. And I, I love the feeling of being so, in there. I wanted it to feel like, you know, you sit down. Like the whole idea of it was not to – Make the surrounding environment nice and clean, mm-hmm. and then make it feel like all that's happening is what's in front of you the person that's in front of you, the people that are sitting at the table with you. Yeah, and that's like the only thing that's happening in your I world. I feel that, and I feel that that's awesome. And that, that's why I made the tables a little darker than like yeah. just regular wood, is so that you it even like it focuses in, like mm-hmm. instead of having a light over you, it kind of highlights like the blue is like we're here, you yeah, know? it's true. And that's what, uh, that was, that was all. And, th- and that's why like, there's not a TV like in the dining room. There's a TV outside on the patio, but mm-hmm. like I never wanted to, t- I never wanted a TV in the dining room because of that, because I-, I wanted people to come and like have an experience together and not have all these distractions going on around. And you know, that's so important for me, you know, eating as a family at the table without the distractions of the phone or the TV, or, you know, it's that intentional time to sit down and communicate and have that one-on-one time with my family at the dinner table. Yeah. And that's that's the feel I get from the restaurant too. Like you said, it's the person in front of you that's getting your attention. It's not the TV in the corner being the distraction, and, and that's that's a great feel. It is, like and 
I mean, that's how, that's how we, you know, we, 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 and we had a TV in, in the, in like the kitchen area, but like we always ate dinner together. Like no one ever took their dinner to the room. No one ever ate dinner somewhere else. Like if we were having dinner together, we ate together, you know? And I think that that's just so important and not to get too like philosophical or whatever, but we don't, we just don't do that enough anymore. No, we don't. Yeah, I agree. And like, I mean, I live in a loft downtown. I don't even have a dining room table. Like I sit. Like I just haven't bought a dining room table and like, I'll like sit on my couch and like in front of the TV, I'm like, what am I doing? You know, like, mm-hmm. but I think that, uh, going out to dinner and I think specifically getting into people's heads that something can be really intentional, really thoughtful, but not like super pretentious or ostentatious, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's what I love about Milo is that like, we've got great things. And, that, and I always tell my servers, like, like I'm going to give you a lot of information. You're going to know everything that you need to know about all these d- dishes, these wines, mm-hmm. these cocktails, and everything. Everything is thoughtfully put together, and you can pitch it that way. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, it's just good. And we're just here to ha- like it help you good. have a good time. I'll, I'll, I will. It is just good. <laughs> <laughs> it's just good food, man. It is good food. I love it, and I hate that it took me so long to get down there. Yeah. You know, we've just been here since 2019. So we're still trying to find out all the places in town that we love and the mom and pop shops, not the chain restaurants. We want the locally owned, you know, people that have invested and and the chains are great. Like you said, Diamondbacks, all all the good things. We love it, but we want to know the people. We want to know the entrepreneurs of the community. We want to know their stories, how they got there, you know, what they're doing and how they're serving other people and how they're using their gifts and you're using your gifts you you know god gave you great talent and you're using just that and i love that it's family it's brought into families across the board oh my goodness it's so cool to see and i I posted a um an instagram story or an instagram post on my personal instagram yesterday my mom had come in town a week and a half ago two weeks ago and i was a little late in posting it but um she came in with my brother to celebrate her birthday at Milo and like it's I love celebrating everyone like I loved mm. when you and your husband came in the other day mm. with the littles and that was awesome and I love celebrating that you were there and that's like yeah. such a joy for me but like to be able to celebrate my mom mm-hmm. in my restaurant on her birthday was just the best. It's huge. It's huge. Yeah, yeah. it's huge. Yeah. And uh, I, I, I she got to have the NL's pound cake which oh. she doesn't get to have it very often. And it is so good. So good. <laughs> Yeah. It is so good. Pound cake is like just one of the greatest Southern desserts that's ever happened. Yeah, but they have to go to Milo to have the pound cake. Of course. Yeah. Like if they don't do anything else, that's what they have to do. When yeah, they come c- to just town. just come in, just c- come, for c- come, come in for pound cake. Like I'm, I'm, I'm ready. Like it's, yeah. it's ready to go. Yeah, I love it. And you know, we we get to celebrate so many people. And I think you know, talking about gifts, I think that uh, one of the things that I struggle with that that's the hardest. So I'm a natural introvert, mm-hmm. and. Uh, it's really tough for me to like get familiar with people because I kind of keep folks at a arm's distance, mm-hmm. you know? And, uh, I, I think that at the beginning I tried really hard to make Milo that too, where it was just like, well, this is the way we do it. Don't ask any questions. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. Stay away. And like, either you like it or you don't. And I, I, I messed up in that way. And I think that it, it definitely, rub some people the wrong way, push people away. And it kind of made like, well, I just don't want to go back there. Like, Mm -hmm. because I I wasn't letting people in and I wasn't like really telling the story. I wasn't like making it nostalgic. I wasn't giving people all the feels. Right. And I think through the past year and a half, 
but then also the past three years of owning Milo and having Milo, it's definitely like, you know, made me want to kind of take my gloves off, mm-hmm. pull the curtain back and just welcome people in. Like, yeah. with, I mean, I just came from a meeting with our front of house uh, manager talking about like, it's so important. Like mm-hmm. I, I said, ABS and ABH always be smiling and always be hospitable. Yeah. And like those two things are the only things that matter. Mm-hmm. And like, even if like, someone isn't super thrilled about something like I get it. Like we have a specific thing that we do and like, you know, we don't have the double bacon cheeseburger. We have the Milo, the mad burger. Yeah. Like that's what we do. And so if someone doesn't like it, that's cool. Like maybe someone doesn't like cilantro and there's some, it's, it's a cilantro aioli. Basically it's a chimichurri aioli Mm -hmm. and someone just may not like that. And that's that's okay. That's cool. It doesn't have to be offensive. I'm not offended by it. Like, you know, you just don't like it. Yeah. But we have something you will like. And I agree. Um, more than that, like we just want to show you a good time and make sure that you're taken care of. And like set everything that ha- was happening on the outside, like doesn't exist right now. Just mm-hmm. come in here, have some good food, have a couple drinks, yeah. listen to some silly pop music that I love for some reason. And just, um, you know, keep back and relax, man. The atmosphere is welcoming. I mean, thank you for saying that. My my first day walking in there was a Friday night. You yeah. know, my husband and I went in and had dinner with the littles, and I mean, everyone was just above and beyond. The service was excellent. Of course, you came over, visited at the table. We quickly exchanged phone numbers. So talking about an introvert, I'm an introverted extrovert. You know, um, that's why I'm just on a podcast and not like showing my face on YouTube or all the big things. And lots of podcasters do that. I just I'm not there. You know, this is already a big step. Yeah to be opening up and telling stories and talking to people outside of my comfort zone. Um, but I believe God called us to be greater than, you know, and he's instilled those gifts within us mm-hmm. and for us to use them and not to waste them. So that's how we're here today. But uh, my, my love was just, it was welcoming. Your staff was amazing. You know, we, <clears throat> excuse me, we were able to connect and exchange phone numbers and just be people in the community that want to serve others, Yeah, you know, and, just put that reach out there. We want people when they come visit Waco, we want them to love Waco as much as we love Waco. Absolutely. And I want them to know that there's a feeling, that comfort of home when they're here. When we first visited Waco, I said that in 20, gosh, 16 or 2017, the first time we ever visited, I'm going to move here someday. And I really thought it was going to be when I was an empty nester and my kids were gone. Yeah. Well, that wasn't the case. You know, God had the other plans and faster plans than what I had expected, but it's because I had that welcome home feeling when we came to visit. People were so kind and so genuine and so authentic. And that's what I think Milo is. It's so genuine, so authentic. That means a lot. I like it. I'm glad that it comes across that way. It does. So how do people know where you are? Like, do you have, you have, where's the restaurant? Tell them where, where to find you. So it's at the corner of Franklin and 11th, right across the street from Balcones. Um, also, uh, across the street from the infamous Oak Lodge Motel. <laughs> <laughs> but not much longer. <laughs> not much longer. Um, and, we, you know, so 1020 Franklin <laughs> Avenue is where we are. Um, we are open um, Wednesday through Monday, close on Tuesdays, close the day we're recording the podcast. Um, and then, you know, I think I like to call it hitting for the cycle mm-hmm. with Milo. Like, you got to experience all the, all the things that we do to really, like, understand while we're doing it. Mm-hmm. So you got to come for brunch, you got to come for dinner, and then you got to just come for drinks sometime at the bar. Mm-hmm. And that's like, in my opinion, like hitting for the cycle. And 
Uh, right now we're doing all the food over at Balcones, and there's a couple of special menu items too. So if you go over to the bar at Balcones, you can. Uh, we've got a couple things that are going to be changing. So I don't. Okay. Know, I don't know when you're going to release this. So I don't, don't want to say anything, but you uh, just have to go over there and hang out. August the 10th is your release date. Okay. So uh, yeah, you'll have to go over and and try. Uh, a couple of our, our new hot dogs options oh, and, and then this uh, ridiculous um, pimento cheese fried green tomato melt. It's really good. Like, I could be a taste tester for that. Come on. <laughs> and, oh, that and, sounds uh, really good. <laughs> pork uh, um, chicharron nachos. Okay. you got yeah. some good stuff going on. Let me ask you real quick before we start wrapping up about these these recipes. Okay. Have you created them yourself? Are they family re- recipes? I know the pound cake is family recipe, yeah. but everything else you're doing. I saw something on Facebook the other day about, about or Instagram about duck or something. Yeah. So everything everything at the restaurant we create ourselves. So all all yeah. the recipes are um, are a iteration of something. Okay. So like the duck, particularly that you that you pointed out. So that's a the idea is chicken tinga. So chicken tinga is a simmered simmered chicken that's then been shredded that's in a tomato chipotle onion cumin mm. sauce and then okay. typically taken and then put on a tostada and then eaten as a tostada okay um so that's the base idea mm-hmm. duck confit is very french it's it used to be a way of preserving a duck so okay. you cure it slightly overnight and then you cook it it's cook it in its own fat um for really slow for a long period of time until it gets tender. Wow. And so that was a way to like preserve the duck because it's been cured. Yeah. And then you're slowly cooking its own fat because so that fat encapsulates every part of it. Now you can like refrigerate it or li- li- hang it. They used to hang it to dry mm-hmm. and all that fat would come around it. And the fat would, would keep it, keep it uh, safe. But wow. what we do, we confit the duck, uh, the leg and the thigh, take the skin off, fry the skin, chop it up and then mix that chopped up fried duck skin back into the meat that we've shredded and then made uh, a little bit richer of a tinga sauce than what normally mm-hmm. you would have with tinga. This is a little more ancho, wahio heavy. It has a, it does have chipotle in it, so smoked jalapenos in it as well. Yum. And a little bit of adobo. Then we take that, put it onto okay. a tostada with some uh, avocado and a bunch of pickled things, cotija cheese, and uh, some little picked lettuces and stuff like that. It's really good. It's really good. I it's it's like it's a rich bite. Like mm-hmm. I wish I could make it bigger, mm-hmm. but it's um it's on it's just on a tostada, mm-hmm. so it's a little bit of a small bite. But like, man, is it does it pack a punch? Like it's I uh, like it. And I I, I, l- I like food like that. You know, food that's a little richer mm-hmm. that is going to be like big full flavor that's not necessarily going to overwhelm you or like cause you from not eating more things. Mm-hmm. And that, that's one of the things that like, if you look at the menu now and every time I go to a table, if I know someone or I don't, they're like, Hey, so like, you know, what should I get? Mm-hmm. I'm always like, well, how hungry are you? Like, <laughs> Cause there's some things that are built yeah. to be like your meal. Yeah. And there's some things that are meant to share. And mm-hmm. so I, I love, I love when people like a four top will just like order like, six or seven things. That's what we did yeah. that night. It's we, a it's a perfect way to eat there. Yeah. I think. I agree. Well, and I'm a Brussels sprout snob. Oh, I'm a Brussels sprout snob. So I like your Brussels sprouts. Pretty good. I, I like them a lot. Um, yeah. They're pretty good. So I, I could just tell people a few things. That I Just a few times I've been there, yeah. you know, um, it's it's all been excellent. And, and we change things up often too. So like there's a couple More things. to keep going back. Exactly. So like yeah. the salmon, the pork. The uh, 
carrots, the pork wraps, and the uh, beets, and the squash salad are about to leave. So th- they'll be gone by the time this podcast ends. Oh, man. Yeah. But the salmon and the pork have peaches and blueberries on it, and mm-hmm. blueberries are pretty much, they're about to go. Because mm-hmm. as wet it's got and then how hot it gets, mm-hmm. the back and forth really messes up with the Well, I like that, though, that you have seasonal foods that are yep. going to interchange because you use fresh fruits and yep. veggies and mm-hmm. you use what's available. Exactly. And I like that. That's yeah. awesome. And sometimes, like, you know, even our fish. Like our fish, if you come on a Monday night, some, we usually are sold out of fish because pretty quickly because I only get what we like what we need mm-hmm. and I get it so fresh I mean it gets flown in as soon as possible it gets it's caught in it's Norwegian salmon so it gets mm-hmm. flown to Atlanta and flown to us so within 36 hours of it being caught it's to us and so I, I want it to be that that right. fresh wow that's pretty awesome it's pretty quick yeah yeah it's not packed and frozen for months in the back of your freezer waiting no. to be no this is like you can still like smell the salt water on it Hey, people, you have to go down and and see Corey and his staff at Milo all day here in Waco, Texas. So when you're here visiting or if you're a local listening to the show, go support Corey. He's a local entrepreneur, businessman, entrepreneur, um, using the gifts that God gave him in life and business. And he's so personal. You know, um, try the pound cake. It's a personal favorite. And uh, just enjoy the staff. Leave, leave us a review and go tell Corey you heard him on the show and give him some support and love. Again, Corey, thanks Thank for joining so us. I sure appreciate it. If you guys want to learn more, follow me on Instagram, Ashley Ulrey Life Coach, or follow me on Facebook at Ashley Ulrey. You can visit my website, ashleyulrey.com, and drop me a note at hello at ashleyulrey.com. This has been a Rogue Media Podcast.